0: All right, so we're here with Jessica Rowan. Um, <laughs> um, so you want to talk about equality? I'm Jenna Benson, and I use she, her pronouns.
1: I'm Leah Schmidt. I'm bisexual, and I use she, her pronouns. Our podcast is about LGBTQ plus equality, lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, queer, plus meaning other sexualities such as demisexual, asexual, and etc. cetera.
0: Um, we're pretty much going to be asking you questions uh, about some problems that LGBTQ plus people face. If at any point during this interview a question makes you feel uncomfortable, let us know and we can skip the question. Deal. Let's
1: begin. What is your sexuality and can you explain what said sexuality really is?
2: Yes, yeah, so my sexuality, I am straight. And so I am interested in males because I personally identify as a female. So I was born as a female. That's My sexuality is the fact that I am interested in men
0: um what are your pronouns and can you explain how people should use said pronouns
2: yes he and she um her and so basically you can address me however you really truly please to um I mean I'd rather go by my first name than anything else but if you prefer to you can call me she does that make sense
1: (laughs) are there any stereotypes around your sexuality that are untrue or that you don't like
2: Myself personally, I would say no. Uh, Most people when I meet them, they automatically assume that I'm interested in males unless I were to specify differently. Um, So I guess I don't really necessarily stand out um, as some people might consider others standing out.
0: Um, Do you like how the media portrays your sexuality?
2: No, I think the media does a terrible job just being very straight faced. I think um, anymore, they're finding more ways to make it more inclusive of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, so I'd say right now, I don't see it as a negative thing. I think it's just more so kind of black and white. They don't really have a diversity within it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd like to see not just what I see as myself, but kind of the community as a whole being more pro- like prolific in the community, if that makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. We have some t- statistics coming up earlier to or later, and it really shows like the, oh, this or this yeah because
1: they're kind of like it's like you get this and you get you can't have both of them at the same time you have to have one or the other got it yeah that's how it really feels have you ever seen someone else experience homophobia what happened did you step in or just watch how did that make you feel
2: oh i've seen it more often than not unfortunately um i have a lot of friends that identify within the lgbtq community um even personally if And I asked permission to share this story ahead of time because I know you ladies mentioned that. Um, So I had a friend when we were in high school that someone literally put a note in their locker um, and ended up saying, I hope that you take your own life because of the way that they identified. Um, So I immediately was like, that is not okay. So I addressed it with um, some trusted teachers at my high school and um, we made sure that it was taken care of. We were able to figure out who wrote the note And so then my friend and I ended up making a video that I can share with you ladies if you'd like to, um, that kind of delved into or kind of spoke more about the community and just giving more facts about it. So I personally stepped in because I was like, nobody should ever be told something like that. Everybody has a right to feel and live and be who they want to be. So, I mean, that experience in itself was kind of shocking because what did this friend of mine ever do to that person for them to say that? aside from liking their own kind. So she was into other women as well. Um, And so, I mean, after that, she was more aware of what was going on around her. So then we were kind of advocates at Kennedy High School where we were able to kind of get more of a a message across.
1: Yeah, wow, that's crazy. Mm -hmm.
2: And super sad, isn't it?
1: Yeah, Yeah, I'm just glad things, like, there's still things that do happen, but it's not as common Mm -hmm. now.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Do you believe that it's okay to blame religion for being homophobic?
2: No, I don't think there's any reason to be homophobic. I think everybody should learn to respect everybody in their own individuality. I don't think that homo... And granted, you can't take homophobia away from people. Some people, it's just natural in their beings. But I think the word homophobic, it just needs to be
1: erased in general. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah.
2: I ask that a lot, but...
1: (laughs) What are some examples of homophobia you've seen here at school?
2: Here at RCCBA? Yeah. Um, I've heard some comments, and I've heard some things come out of students' mouths that maybe weren't directly to the other individual's face, but um, hearing some talk about how they maybe make fun of them because they're, oh, and then they use a derogatory term. Um, that's probably the most prolific I see within the building. I personally haven't overheard anybody say it to somebody else's face or actually seen interactions like that, but I've heard about them as well. So I know that it's here, but I don't necessarily – I don't think I've seen it myself aside from hearing it.
0: Like some examples of like homophobia that I hear in my classroom, like kids will be like, oh, that's gay. Mm-hmm. Or then they'll just start saying like the F slur, and I'm just sitting there like, um – all right yep i definitely have
2: had that conversation a few times that word the word gay in general you can use it as a word of happiness but in the same respect if it comes out of somebody's mouth we've had that discussion in our group a few times where maybe it's comfortable for you to say that but think about how it makes other people around you feel think about the meaning behind the word itself and that's a really good example too and i'm sorry that you have to hear that around you we shouldn't hear things like that
1: yeah because it's like people use it and they use it as insults so you're you're associating gay with being like bad, mm-hmm. so it's like if someone is gay, are they bad? Then if you use it as an insult, you're just you know
2: you're insulting somebody yeah. who
1: might affiliate as that or
2: consider themselves to be gay, for example.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are some things that are normalized in schools that you believe are transphobic or homophobic?
2: That are normalized in school. That's a tough question. Um, I don't really know if I've seen that much. I mean, there's discussion about it sometimes where, I mean, you see the male versus female bathroom, so the way the school is structured, but I don't think it's purposefully made that way, if
0: that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you believe schools can do to further education on transgender youth? Do exactly
2: what you ladies are doing, so taking the time to get those statistics out there, inform people about it, Um, I mean posters, advocating verbally, so going and giving speeches or talking to kiddos or having people who affiliate with the LGBTQ community maybe come in and do some different presentations, things like that. I think there's many
1: ways that we could
2: infuse it.
1: Yeah and even just like actually talking about it, like, Mm -hmm. like in classes you never really hear anyone talking about those issues or like even in health class you don't really hear much about it. So it's kind of like these people are just like, what do I do? Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. So making the conversation happen Yeah. and giving resources too. So you see now that there's more books and things so you can be more inclusive on books that are centered on characters who do identify, for example, as transgender or having biographies of people who are famous that are transgender. Those types of things we could get going as well.
0: Agreed. Um, And I also, I don't like how I had to teach myself what the definition of, like, non-binary and, like, gender non-conforming. I had a friend come out to me as um, non-binary in sixth grade, and I had no idea what that was. And so I was just sitting here, and I was like, what is that? And, of course, I didn't take the time to Google it or anything. But now I'm just, like, sitting here, and I'm just like, wow. Like, the, in the fact f- that
2: you didn't know what it was when somebody that was so close to you was that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... That's a really good point to bring up too. There's so much everybody can learn. I mean, I personally, it took me how many years to actually look it up myself too. And I'm a teacher, so I should know my environment and who I'm interacting with. Mm-hmm. And I love learning about people. So the fact that I was never taught that, this is a whole nother world of individuals that I wasn't aware of. Mm-hmm. It's a huge deal.
1: Yeah, because talking about it is how you can, for the because if someone is like non-binary, non-binary, they'll just tell the class like, oh, hey, I'm non-binary and, non-binary and the whole class would be like, oh, cool. Because if you talk about it, nobody's going to question it. Exactly. And, and the more you talk about it,
2: the more it becomes kind of regular, if you will. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I believe that, like, homophobia and transphobia isn't born. It's taught. And so even if you have, like, homophobic or transphobic parents, but then you go to school and it's this welcoming environment, then, I mean, obviously you can still, like, go with your parents or whatever. But you have this environment showing you, outside of your household, how it should look like, what respect is, Mm -hmm. and stuff like that.
2: Inclusivity, it's important. In
1: 2019, the US Department of Justice and US Department of Education under President Barack Obama issued guidance to state and and private educational institutions, stating that these institutions had to allow transgender students to use toilets according to their gender identity. This quote is from wikipedia.org, but is backed up by plenty of other sources.
0: How do you feel about this bathroom law?
2: So, again, we kind of already touched base on this. I don't see why somebody should be forced to use a restroom based upon how they were born. I think it's personal choice. I think everybody needs to relieve themselves. Um, I don't see, and I personally, after doing my own research, there wasn't enough facts for people to back up and say that there was violence happening in the restrooms because of people being transgender. Um, in fact, it should be just kind of a private thing where you just go do your business. Why does it have to affect anybody else? So that statistic shocks me because, I mean, everybody should have the ability to use the restroom, whether they consider themselves a male or a female. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's like they're, they're always like that if you let them use the bathrooms, that means there's more likely to be attacks on women or men. Sexual assault things happening mm-hmm. in the bathroom, so'm like how common is that really? Where is your statistics backing that up like it 's just crazy
0: like if somebody is that sick in the mind to go do that to somebody the, the sign on the bathroom wouldn 't be stopping them nope. from yeah. going and doing it
2: see and isn 't that the crazy fact about it too is it 's not the people who are the bill is or the law is against it 's the people who the law doesn't affect is who we should be worried about in my opinion Mm
0: -hmm.
1: in a 2019 overview by glad.org states for the first time in this report's history there were an equal number of films which included gay and lesbian characters gay men appeared in 55 percent 11 of of inclusive films a drop from last year's 64 percent lesbian representation has increased significantly significantly up to 55% eleven of inclusive films featuring lesbians from 35, 36 in 2017. Bisexual representation has remained steady at a low 15% three films. There were low transgender inclusive films from the major studios in 2018 of finding constant, do con- you
0: know, what is that word? Consistent with the previous year.
1: Consistent with the previous year.
0: Whew. Here are some graphs from the same twenty nineteen overview article by blad uh, dot Okay. Um. This one makes me mad because it's so it's equal gay men and lesbians, but then you go down to bisexual and it's forty percent drop. And it's and that's uh, only three films, so. Whew.
2: See, and we kind of talked about this a little bit, too, and finding better ways to be more inclusive and seeing that more in the media. I, that definitely is a shock to even just look at and see those bars so much higher than a big part of our community, mm-hmm. you know?
0: And I'm glad that, like, they're getting representation, but I also think uh, that also puts the stereotype that, oh, well, a bisexual is either going to uh, straight land or gay land. Yeah, you know, like
1: yeah, like you're one or the other. You can't, you can't just can't wait.
0: be in between. Yeah,
2: and what kind of strikes me too is look at the types of movies there are. Yeah. So there's more comedy and drama, where um, they were most inclusive in comedy and drama. I so know. So if you think about it, that kind of makes me wonder if they make a little bit of a mockery of it too.
0: That's what I was thinking when I looked at that. I was kind of like comedy. I was like, really. And there's really no romantic movies that are portrayed for, like, the LGBTQ plus community. It's always for, like, the straight people.
2: Yep. See, and that's what's neat to me. When I say neat, I mean that in a striking to me because in documentaries where they give cold hard facts, that is the lowest amount that you see. You have one movie versus 20 comedies. So if you think about it, what are they even portraying in all of those movies, too?
1: Yeah, and almost all of, like, the movies that are, like, solely for, like, about, like, a character that is part of the LGBTQ plus community, it's always about coming out Mm -hmm. and the struggles of it. When not everyone has that struggle, and it's kind of putting that stereotype again, that everyone in the LGBTQ plus community struggles with finding who they are or whatever, you know?
2: Mm hmm and struggles in the same way. Everybody has their own experience with it, and everybody either has, everybody has their own coming out experience, whether they have to come out or they just naturally, everybody invited them to be who they were when they were born. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that is crazy to me and kind of sad in the same respect. But again, I'm glad to see that those numbers and percents are going up too, that we're finding more of that voice. So,
0: um, in a 2011 survey by youth.gov, found that out of 8,589 LGBTQ students ages 13 to 20 from 3,224 schools, 85% frequently heard gay being used in a negative way. heard homophobic remarks from students, teachers, and other staff members. 82% of students have been verbally harassed because of their sexuality. 64% reported feeling unsafe because of their sexuality. 38% were physically harassed because of their sexuality. 18% were physically assaulted because of their sexuality.
2: That struck a chord with me when you said teachers. Yeah. Having teachers use derogatory terms like that, too, I could never even imagine. Yeah. That's sickening
0: to me. As a staff member, how does that information make you feel? (laughs) No.
2: There you go. It's sickening to me. I yeah. mean, you should never go into an environment and feel uncomfortable in that respect. I like the way that you said it earlier where you kind of make that community and you have where it's like a safe space. Mm-hmm. So whether or not at home your mom, dad, mother, father, grandparents, whoever you might be at home with, if they don't accept you, at least you can go to a safe place where everybody accepts you.
0: I know that information when I was reading that, I was like, teachers?
2: That I can I. If I ever heard that from another teacher, you can guarantee I would step in and say something real fast. Mm-hmm. That's never okay. Never yeah, it's acceptable. like you're supposed
1: to be accepting of the students. And you're supposed to be teaching these students, like, good examples, be accepting. And then you just go off and do something like yeah. that. Yeah,
2: set the example. That's what's important. Yeah. And if you can't set the example, don't be the example.
1: Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen any of these happen to a student? What did you do to help the student?
2: Um, Now from peers, I've seen it. So at some of my previous teaching schools where I was at, um, there were quite a few times where I had to step in and diminish um, a situation where maybe another kid was bullying a student um, because of how they affiliated. Um, And so, I mean, there are a few times I had to write it up and I made phone calls home to families and said, hey, here's the situation, here's what we have to do about it, and here's what we're gonna change about it for the future. seeing teachers and other people in that respect like high adult persons I've never seen that myself Um, but but you know I would address it Um, but I mean I haven't seen a lot of it and I don't know maybe that's just because of previous places I've been teaching in smaller groups of kiddos but we have a lot bigger of a population here and again I haven't seen it so much I know I've heard it but again I address it every time I hear it too because we have to nip it in the bud we can't have that
1: yeah because otherwise, it's going to continue to happen. And
0: people are just going to think it's okay.
2: Exactly, and it's not okay. Mm. It will never be okay.
0: Um, yeah. What do you think schools can do to help? Um, how could teachers tie in LGBTQ plus problems into their lessons?
2: Um, so I think we can start to use better video examples and things like that. So the videos we show in class, again, making sure it's more inclusive of a diversity. Um, finding better text information and documents where maybe we can use, for example, characters within what we're teaching that have or affiliate with a certain um, sexuality, finding different ways, I guess, to show examples of it and making sure that that conversation, kind of like what we spoke about, that having that conversation happens, that schools can find different ways to start that conversation, whether it's within class, outside of class, on posters, wherever it might be.
0: Yeah, just thinking about, like, the poster, I've never really seen any posters around this school about like really no i don't I've think i've seen uh,
1: maybe like last year maybe one in mr simmons room because i know he's big on that stuff too
2: okay i know there's one up in the fourth floor hallway right now
1: really oh, there is yeah it's um, on the
2: alexis Hobert, i believe hung it up for us oh uh, yeah we should so. make one <laughs> yeah go check it out see if you can find it
1: did you go through any training on handling a homophobic transphobic situation
2: I can't say that I've, I mean professionally I've been given different scenarios and I've been asked how I would respond to it but when I say professional training training, um, I don't know that I've done a lot of hands-on training with it but we've definitely had conversations about it and I've been taught about it.
0: Um, Do you think you should have been trained better on how to handle those types of situations?
2: Absolutely. I don't think it ever hurts to learn more about a community of people. I don't think it ever hurts to continue the conversation, and I would love to see more of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you have any questions? Is there anything oh, else? Oh. That's for students. Oh,
1: never no, mind then. <sighs> All right. I don't think I have any more questions. You covered a lot.
0: Yeah, I talk thank a lot. you for your <laughs> thank you for your time, and you had great answers. Oh, good. Yes. Thank, thank you for your
2: ladies' time, and thank you for finding time to meet with me so many different.